You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Now, before we get started with this week's episode, I just want to remind you to follow us on social media. You can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire, and you can follow the podcast at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast, all on Instagram. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, I have with me in the guest chair, Dr. Crystal Clay. Dr. Clay is a native Bermudian. She is the founder of Olive Branch Consulting International, a coaching and leadership development company that supports clients' efforts to reinvent, reposition, or rediscover themselves for maximum meaningful impact. Dr. Crystal Clay is an executive coach and Gallup Strengths coach. She has coached hundreds of women from various countries. Thrive in True Identity was birthed from a Bible study challenge, which engaged women globally and became a thriving room upon which women all over the world learned to laugh, heal, share, and thrive together. Let's welcome Dr. Crystal to the podcast. Dr. Crystal, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. I've heard so much and I've seen your work. And I was part of uh, the summit that you were a speaker of uh, last year. Can you believe that? And so I'm really just excited to be on the other side of this podcast. And we are so happy to have you. Listen, I was really excited. I was scrolling through Instagram and then I saw your book pop up, Thrive. And I looked at it and I went over to Amazon and I said, you know what? This is what so many women need. This is a topic we have to get into. But before I even get started with my questions, tell me a fun fact about you that's not in your bio. (laughs) Well, what's not in my bio is that I'm actually a self-confessed introvert, but all of my work is extroverted. (laughs) But the truth be told, I am really just very reserved, but I'm a facilitator. So, and I'm a coach and uh, just trading. So every single day, I'm interacting with people in a very public way. And so that's something that people might not know about me that I'm really just um, kind of really quiet and reserved. But because of my love for people, that my work calls me to interact with people. So that is just one fact uh, about me that I that I thought I'd share that's not on my on my bio. Another fact, uh, and I know you only asked me for one, so disobey the rules already. Go ahead, go ahead. A, a fun fact is that when, when I was a little uh, younger, I was actually a queen twice. I was a, a, high, uh, a high school queen, uh, prom queen, and then I was, when I was in university, I was uh, I was in the homecoming parade as a queen as well. So, you know what? I've been a queen. I love it. 
I'm God's queen. There you go. I absolutely love it. And I think it's it's great how God works because although our personalities might be introverts or we like to be a stay at home, nobody talk to me. I like to be in my own bubble. God will just come and take what you think you're supposed to do and switch it completely around. Won't he do it? <laughs> he do it. He knows his children, right? <laughs> yep. He definitely knows his children. Uh, and he knows that we need that push. It's like, uh-huh, I know you want to be comfortable, but no, I have a bigger plan for you. <laughs> Listen, that gets me, that's perfect, because that gets me into my first question. You know yourself to be an introvert, and God says, but the things that you have to do are going to be extrovert. Oh my gosh. How did, did you discover who you were in Christ? Well, you know, it's, uh, I would like to say that I discovered it on my own. And one day I had this aha moment and it all came to fruition, but really it was through a process. And I suppose I think about it in terms of clearly understanding what the word said about me as, as one, you know, in my journey in Christ and understanding and really believing what the word said about me, but not, but. And, and I had a spiritual mentor. And one day I was, I went to, when I moved back to Bermuda, I used to live in the U.S. And I moved back uh, to Bermuda. And I, so when I moved back, I was like in my twenties. I didn't really know that many people again. I, I kind of lost my connection. So I went everywhere by myself. And so there was this big conference at a hotel nearby was a, it was like a, a spiritual a Christian conference. And I went there as on my own, as I always do. And I sat and had lunch by myself. And a lady, she noticed that I was having lunch by myself. And she came over and invited me to be a part of that group that was having lunch together. And that single moment was a pivotal moment in my life. Because that lady, who is uh, many people, uh, at least in Bermuda, know uh, Pastor Yvonne Ramsey, she took me under her wings and she became my spiritual mentor. And like, I didn't really understand, like, why did this lady, I was across the thing by myself, but she not just pulled me over into the table physically to have lunch, but she pulled me over into the table of life so that I can eat and I can dine and I could know who I was. And so that I can uh, begin to believe who I was in Christ. And so I always remember our first encounter and it was um, over at the cathedral. She said, let's have lunch. And, you know, I sat there and you know, I, the only thing I could do, and, and I'm embarrassed to say, is I cried the whole time. Because I was thinking, why is this lady taking time out for me? <laughs> why is she investing in my life like this? And I couldn't even explain it, but I cried like a baby the whole time, you know. And so, but since then, it's been, you know, just a 20-something a year um, relationship. And so it was because of a combination of knowing the word, a spiritual mentorship. It was that um, Reverend Yvonne, and then I had another uh, Reverend Yvonne who was my uh, next door neighbor, Reverend Yvonne Thompson, and then um, the spiritual mentors um, just continued in my life. So it was that, and just being under a great uh, pastoral leadership uh, who saw callings on my life. I mean, Bishop uh, 
Christopher Haynes, bless his soul, was one of the first. And he called me out and saw something in me and began to use me in ways that I would not have walked out on my own. So that is really just my discovery in who I was uh, in, in Christ. I love that because God not only does he give us his word, he gives us something that we can walk with, carry with us, but he also assigns people to us right. to nurture us, to protect us, to pray over right. us. So I want to ask you, what advice do you have with um, to somebody who may be struggling with their identity, with who they are in Christ, and they may feel like, one, they can't seem to pick up their Bible. Every time they pick it up, they fall asleep. Every time they want to read it, they just find something else to do. They find themselves um, scrolling through Instagram. And then those people who are reading their word, but they're missing out on that community. They're missing out on having spiritual mentors. What advice would you have to them? You know, that is such a great question, Shante. And I uh, I I always love the scripture in Ecclesiastes that talks about the power of two. And uh, that is so important because two is better than one. And if you surround yourself by one, people that just love you in, unconditionally. I love uh, the idea of having a personal board of directors. Those around you who believe in you, who will surround you. And once you start negative self-talking, they're like, oh no, we're not gonna, no, that is not who you are. And they call you out on it. And that's why it's important to have friends who speak truth into your life. And uh, also, as you mentioned, uh, community, right? So it's not just uh, your circle of friends who are positive, who will just be authentic and just be truth tellers. Even when you're going down a different, different path, they'll bring you back up to the, the right path and then uh, find a circle uh, or community. Uh, and, and because of even COVID now, there are so many different kinds of communities that you can be a part of to, uh, to build up yourself. And, and there are Bible-based, there are scripture-based communities. So become a part of something that is um, where iron sharpens iron. And that is really one of the reasons why I started, without me knowing the un unintended consequences, thrive into identity. It started as a, a Bible study challenge, but that challenge actually brought a, a community together that I where I did not realize that there was a need for women to be able to understand who their true identity was until I actually said yes. And so I encourage those who have something in, the, in their heart. There is something that like what you're doing right now, Shantae, People need what you have. And Miles Monroe said it so well. He said, our purposes are interdependent. What you were born to do, I need. What I was born to do, you need. And so don't be afraid to say yes to God and, and be open to what he's telling you to do, what he's telling you to be a part of. And don't be afraid to be vulnerable and say, you know what? I need this. Where can I go for this? Yes, because God is our provider and he hears yes. our cries and he knows oh who God. we need and yes. he will bring the right people into our midst. You were mentioning um, the scripture in Ecclesiastes. And if anybody wants to go and read it afterwards, it's Ecclesiastes 4 and start at verse 9 and keep reading on how two are better than oh one. So it's always good to pray about those people who are in your uh, inner circle. I loved when you said, you know, your own 
own personal board of directors, people who will hold you accountable, people who will say, listen, that wasn't right. It may have sounded good to you, may have sounded good to you, but it wasn't the right thing to do. And that is so important. Too many times we want a lot of yes people around us, not those people who will hold us accountable. Those are the people who are really worth more than money can buy. Oh my gosh. Because those are the people who will help us grow, who will help us to thrive, right? Yes, absolutely. So sometimes to be hurtful is helpful. Ooh, I like that. It is. You know, sometimes, you know, like the people who are truth tellers and are like, like, we are not always going to want to hear the truth. (laughs) But Sometimes, but we don't want to be, as you just said, Shantae, you don't want to be around people who are always going to say, yes, oh, you're doing great. Oh, mm-hmm. no, that was good. But you want to have people who also have a growth mindset and want you to grow as we grow together, as iron sharpens iron. We're going to push one another. We're going to sharpen each other's saw. And sometimes yes. sharpening that saw is like, just around the edges. It hurts a little bit. It's like, I knew I should have forgiven that person. You know, you should have forgiven that person. You know, you should have moved on, but you didn't. So come on, let's get over it. Like we need to have those kinds of people in our lives that will just say, yes, yes, you you need to do the right thing. This, this is everything. And especially having people around you who have a growth mindset. I think it was yesterday. I read something that said, you know, if you hang around five millionaires, you'd be the sixth. If you have hang around five people who are full of wisdom, you'll be the sixth one. And really just looking and examining the circle of people that you have around you, people that will help you smash through limiting beliefs, let you know that Different things are possible when you have Christ and when Christ is within you. I know you deal with uh, women all the time, but what are some of the limiting beliefs you hear women say that are stopping them from thriving? Oh, how much time do we have? No, I'm just (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the first, one of the first, because, you know, I, because I coach women, I, I have this questionnaire that I give uh, the women as, as they come in because I really want them to examine where their pain points are. Mm-hmm. And so I always want to know just that question that you just asked me. It's like, okay, well, what's stopping you from moving forward? And inevitably, most women, it's a confidence issue. And a matter of fact, I did a masterclass uh, earlier this week on authenticity. and. And that I did that this poll and the poll was what's one of these steps that, that I'm talking about that is a limiting belief for you. And majority of them said self, self, um, self trust, trusting themselves to move forward, moving beyond uh, kind of this overthinking phenomenon that we have. Can I do it? Can I not? But it's it's trusting, and it's not just trusting yourself for yourself, trusting the word of God first, because that is the foundation. And then trusting what he says about you 
that you were able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that he can ask or think, trusting that you are more than a conqueror. You're super Nikoi, not just a conqueror, but he's made you more than a conqueror and that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. One is to read that word, but two is to take that word and apply it in your life and begin to work that word and work it out and see what God will do in your life when he creates that tension between what you believe, which could be a, a lie from the pit of hell and what God says about you and leaning into that tension and and stepping and, and being vulnerable to stepping closer into leaning in and say, you know what? Okay, Lord, I yield. This is what you say, and this is what I believe. And so it is a journey that takes place, but self um the 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 self-act and ability to to do is one. And the second one that I see so often, especially on the corporate side, and it grieves me to no end. And that is the imposter syndrome that you have to work so much harder and you have to keep your head in the grind in order to succeed. And you have to, even though you might have arrived at one position, you still have to. So now you have to work five times as hard because you're in that. And so it's this constant um What's the thing that goes around the hamster? Hamster yes, wheel. The hamster, yes. wheel. <laughs> the hamster wheel. It's on being in the constant cycle of the hamster wheel, feeling like you have to keep proving and proving and proving and proving and proving and proving yourself and never being satisfied with what God has placed in you and recognized that the plan and the purpose that He has for you, but yielding to the world's expectations rather than God's world. And the world's expectations can really mess you up. You know, I I talk about the Pygmalion effect. And, you know, when you have a good teacher, the teacher believes in you, it's very likely that you're going to do well. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with a boss or somebody else. If they believe in you, you're probably going to do really well. But if they don't believe in you, like the golem effect, the opposite effect, then the chances are really likely that you're not going to do so well. And you're going to begin to mirror the beliefs that other people have. And so I challenge people to um, step away from mirroring others' expectations and mirror the expectation that God has from for you, that you are meant to live the abundant life and that you are meant to thrive and that you your life has purpose and he has given you everything that you need to thrive. Yes. Mirror the expectation God has for you instead of what society has for you. That is very important. And you said it, we live on the constant need of always to always do right. The imposter syndrome. We have to always, we always feel like we need to work hard, but there is an art, there's a beauty, there's a gift in being still. Psalms 46 10 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted amongst nations. I will be exalted in the earth. There is an art to 
when you're still, you let God move. You stop doing things in your strength and you sit there and wait to see how God will fulfill the word that he gave you because God is not like man. He doesn't lie. So if he told you to do something, if he told you this was going to happen, that means there is no choice but it to come to pass. How it comes to pass is really none of your business, but you just need to to know that God is going to do it. Yes. Oh, Shantae, you are speaking so much truth right now. I'm loving it. And, you know, I'm so glad that you you uh, raised the scripture, Psalm 46, and being still, you know, last year, my scripture was Psalm 23. I mean, I think I spoke on it six times through women's seminars, women's retreats. I was doing, but I was meditating on it from the beginning of the year. But it was one line that I meditated on. And that was, he makes me to lie down. <laughs> yes. He makes me to lie down. And I did not know that that year would be a year for all of us to lie down. Like, you know, I think the whole world was on this hamster wheel, like going and going and going and doing more. Like everybody was kind of just spinning their wheels. And he literally made us all stop in lockdown to get locked into who he was. And so he made me lie down. And I, you know, I self-confessed, but, you know, just always running, doing all of those things, but he made me lie down. And because he made me lie down, that is how Thrive and True Identity was birthed because he made me be still. It would not have been the case, but he made me be still, sit down, pause everything that you you have to do because, you know, of course I wasn't online. I was trying to learn all these things about social media and all of these kinds of things. Self-confessed introvert. And uh, and then he challenged me to have this 31 day Bible study. Now, Shante, understand that I did not even have a list of people who would even be interested <laughs> or who I could reach out to. Right. But I just said yes. And so in this being still in the lying down, I yielded to his word and out of it came this uh, community and out of it. Uh, came this book and out of it came a personal uh, coaching leadership course all because he made me be still and lie down yes God does so much when we're in a season of stillness in a season of lying down um somebody that I was talking to maybe earlier in this week she she put it like this and I thought it was beautiful she said, don't confuse the cocoon for a casket. Mm, that is so rich. I love it. I, I absolutely loved it because throughout life, we go through, we're evolving, we're changing, we're coming, becoming more like God, we're becoming more like the person that he created us to be. And that has a lot of seasons of being still, being in that cocoon. And then spread your wings and be a butterfly to a certain level. And then he says, it's time for the next level. Be still, you know, free fuel, eat. Okay, now go. And again and again, but we have to understand that in order for us to thrive, we have to come away and spend time with the person that's going to give us the most energy, the most food, everything we need. So with that being said, what does thrive mean to you? To me, it means being all that you have been called to be. 
and doing all that you have been called to do. And so it's the being which is the authentic is and being authentic is a challenge, right? Because that means that you're speaking your truth. You're showing up as you really are. You're not hiding your true identity. What you see is indeed what you get. And that takes courage to be able to show up as yourself. And doing all that God has called you to do, it also takes courage for you to step outside of your comfort zone and do all that he has called you to to do. And God has made it such that we know when we're not thriving. We implicitly, we know when we're just surviving. We know when we're in a place of unfulfillment. And if you're in a place of uh, where your cup is half full, when you're 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 just it's another day to make the donuts, it's another day to make the donuts. <laughs> if if it's if it's groundhog day for you, then you you know that you're you're not thriving. But when you are in the flow, when you are in the flow and doing what God tells you to do then it gives you the excitement to wake up in the morning and to get on with it and to keep you. And he gives you even more capacity than you even think that you have naturally. And that's how you know you're thriving. And so there is something that God has placed in each one of us to to do. And until you do that, you'll always have this kind of this nagging, (laughs) this nagging uh, feeling that, you know, I know I need to do that. I know I need to do, I know I need to start a podcast as you, as you were, you were doing, for example, I know I need to write a book. I know I need to write that play, whatever that is, that it will always be there until you actually do it. And so you know that you're thriving when you're being, and when you are doing what God has told you to be and what, what God has called you to be and what God has told you to do. You are right. That nagging, when God tells you to do something and you don't do it, that nagging feeling does not go away. You talk about it. You talk about it over and over again. I know I meant to do this, but I I, I haven't done it. Why do you think so many of us simply settle for surviving rather than thriving? Well, why do we uh, survive? And uh, I just, I'm really just enjoying your questions, uh, Shantae. A lot of it is, to be quite honest, life's grind and the harsh realities of life and disappointments, failures, things that uh, people have said about us, uh, whether it's sometimes it's our parents, sometimes it's our spouses, our ex-spouses, sometimes it's uh, teachers, sometimes it's friends. Uh, but the scars, right? And uh, the residue of what people have spoken over our lives. And sometimes we can take something and we can really uh, take it on and believe that lie. And because we believe that lie, internalize it, then it becomes a barrier uh, to us. And so it's sometimes the lies that that we believe that are external, internal, and sometimes it is just uh, life's disappointments. Um, It could be illness. 
it could be um, divorce, it could be loss, uh, sometimes things that uh, that come to uh, seemingly take away from us and chip away from our brightness and our light and and it helps and it makes us become more of a shrink shrinking and make us makes us become more of a shadow of ourselves. And so that is really just the reality of, of some of the reasons why we we don't um, thrive. And then sometimes it's the responsibility. And I hear a lot of young people say that, especially at a certain age when they either are, are married, having new, ch- uh, having young children, or different phases of their life, or taking care of their parents, or but the responsibility of having to carry someone else, and that can be a barrier too. I always remember I was at. Uh, a conference and Les Brown was the speaker. And at that time I had a young bit, my daughter was quite young. Um, She was maybe about two or three. And, uh, you know, Les Brown was a speaker and he was talking about living your best life and all of those kinds of things and destiny. And so I went to him at the end of the day and and I said, uh, you know, I waited till everybody left and I said, oh, you know, everything you said was so good and all of that. But the truth of the matter is that I'm working full time and I have a young baby. I have a husband. I have all these responsibilities. I'd love to get my master's degree, but I have all this weight on me. I have all this responsibility. And he said to me something that was um, life-changing to me, very simple, a simple question. He said, who do you have to support you? And I said, "Um, my husband, he supports me. Because, you know, of course, my mom was deceased at the time. So, you know, I had this other weight, like, I'm the only one. (laughs) And uh, so he said, well, go home. And tell your husband that you want to get your master's degree will, and say, will you support me? <laughs> so I went home and I said, I know we have a young baby. I have a full-time job and all of that. So I said, I want to get my master's degree. And it's going to mean this, 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 and this. Will you support me? He said, absolutely, yes. <laughs> and I got my master's degree. And, you know, I just went on to get my master's degree. and. I swear I was in school for like 14 years after that because I went on to get my uh, PhD, which took me, you know, eight years because I was working full time. But sometimes we uh, we make assumptions about what's available to us and what's not available to us without even asking, without even exploring. The answer is always no to a question that doesn't get asked. That is something that my mom has always taught me. She's always said, you can just ask, what's the worst they're going to tell you? No. And it's true. If somebody tells you no, then you're just in the same position, but you never know unless you ask. And I think that's um, something that, especially as women, especially as women of color, we always have this mindset that we need to be a strong, independent woman. And we don't want to ask for help, but us not having that support system, us not asking for help is actually the barrier that's holding us back. Wearing our independence as a badge of honor isn't always what we need to do. Sometimes we need to lean on those that are around us. And that's why two is better than one, right? Two is better than one. Yes. 
you know, you you uh, you reminded me of the second uh, the second area that I, I talked about the other night, things that are holding women back. And that was self-care. You know, loving your neighbor as yourself. How are you loving yourself? Are you loving yourself by shrinking back? Are you loving yourself by making sure that everyone else is taken care of, but you're not? Are you loving yourself by being a martyr and letting your own dreams die so that other people's dreams can live? So come on, let's talk about that, what self-care means to us in a real sense. Yes, of course it means making sure that the mind, body, and soul are good, but how are we feeding our soul? How are we feeding our mind? (laughs) To what degree are we taking care of our body? But it's all of those things that uh, that we neglect. And so therefore we shrink and we shrink and we put it, we, as you said, we wear the badge of overwhelm. We wear the badge of responsibility and we wear that as a badge of honor. But really it becomes a badge of dishonor because we're dishonoring ourselves. Oh, come on, let's speak some truth now, Shantae. <laughs> yes, we are dishonoring ourselves. And when you just yes. said, you know, are you being a martyr? I was like, that's heavy, but it's true. We want to help others so much at that we do it at the expense of ourselves, as, as, of our own dreams. And then we get to a point in life and we realize, wait a minute, I've helped everybody get where they they need to go. But what about me? (laughs) What about me? And then we sort of are discouraged and disheartened. But self-care, and I posted about this today, actually, on Instagram. Self-care is a part of you executing your purpose. Because you cannot pour out from an empty cup. Mm. And self-care can look different to different people. I know that sometimes people always think self-care might be bubble baths bubble baths and face masks, right? But it could just simply be you working out every day. It could simply be 10 minutes of you meditating on your word with God or sitting in peace with just worship music. It could be you having that 30 minutes a day where you get to be alone and do whatever it is you want to do. Self-care can mean so many different things to so many different people. And I think even when we put self-care in the box that society puts it in, we dishonor ourselves as well. Because there's no sense in me telling you to take a bubble bath and do a face mask if that works for me, but that makes you feel icky and uncomfortable. Yes. It's just going to drain you. It's so true. Yes, I love your individualization approach. Yes. And you know, I that that self-care and and how we define it, it's gonna look different. And you know, self-care can also mean self-compassion. And one of the things that I see often, and we a number of us have been guilty of it, is not seeing self-care as forgiving others. I'm gonna just pause right there so that we can hear the silence. But when we operate in unforgiveness and when we operate in blame shifting and when we stay in our past and we don't forgive ourselves, which is one of the biggest uh, barriers for a lot of women, like we, uh, we, we all make mistakes when we don't forgive ourselves, then we th- begin to have a different view of our sense of worthiness. 
And we begin to think that we're unworthy and maybe we don't deserve to thrive because, you know, we've done this, we made this mistake, use this wrong judgment, whatever that is. And then that impacts our sense of who we are. And so it's forgiving ourselves uh, you know, for, you know, having regret, I should have done this, I didn't do it, I should have taken this opportunity, I didn't, I shrunk back, whatever, but forgiving yourselves, but not moving on. And then forgiving others, uh, you know, who have wronged you, who betrayed you, whatever. But you can't hold that, that, that uh, root of bitterness that takes place in your heart, it grows. And the only person that ends up poisoning is you. And so, and then you begin to see everything from that lens of bitterness. And then how can you thrive and have a clear vision when you can only see through that particular lens? And so it's, um, it's really important to engage in self-care as well, because the thing that you don't want is for years down the line to say, oh man, I didn't do that because I was taking care of this person, this person. And then what happens? You build resentment. And then uh, you're starting to look outwardly uh, to the reasons why you did or you didn't do something when really uh, it, it was a choice that you had to show up as your true self and glow up and power up and do all that God has. Given. Yes, it was a choice. And I think that is a hard truth for a lot of people to hear that we chose other people over ourselves. And at the end of the day, when we built the resentment, when we built the regret, it was still a choice. And we have to remember that when we say yes to other people, we have to make sure that that doesn't mean that you're saying no to yourself. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And boundaries are important. And knowing your limit is also important. I can't take anything else on today. I don't speak to, I don't do anything on Wednesdays. It's very important to set healthy boundaries because it protects you. It, does. it gives you your time so that you don't get burnt out. And that's a whole nother oh, yeah. episode. That's, that's, yeah. that's a whole nother show about being burnt out, but that's where you don't want to be because it takes yeah. a long time to come back from that. And I would also say, don't find it, if you're listening to this, don't find it necessary to do all the things. I know you might be looking on social media on Instagram and you feel like you see people thriving in their different areas and you feel like you must be the best mom, the best wife, the best nine to five employee, have three side hustles and your savings should be at almost a million dollars. You should be married if you're not. All of the things that, yes. the hats that people put the expectations people put on you. Right. Don't think that is necessary. Be the best at what God has called you to do. Nothing else matters. That's right. So if God didn't call you to start a podcast, don't look into podcasting. Because it's popular or whatever. Yes. It's, it's not, it's not necessary. God has created you so specifically, so authentically that you must show up in the way that he created you to be because we need you and we don't need you to be pretend to be another Shantae or pretend to be another Dr. Crystal. We need you to be Karen or yes. Becky or April yes. or whoever That's God right. called you to be. That's, That's who right. we need. And until you start being yourself, showing up as you telling the world that, you know what? For the last 20 years, last 30 years, 
I've been trying to be other people, but today I'm being myself. And if you don't like it, it's okay. This is who I am. This is who God created me to be. And now is not the time for you to shy back. It's the time for you to run full force in who God has called you to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Crystal, this has been such a great conversation. And before we go, I want you to tell us your top three tips. Ah, okay. Well, you know, shameful plug. One is read Thrive and True Identity, <laughs> the book. <laughs> but really, uh, just want to reiterate to surround yourself with uh, your circle of friends who are truth tellers, who allow you to be authentically you and just love you just the same. Um, the word of God is the best source to thrive in your true identity. Find some scriptures that work for you. I love Ephesians 2.10, God's masterpiece, Psalm 139, and the truth about what God says about you, Jeremiah 29.11. Find the scriptures that uh, that support you, that validate you. And the third thing I would say is create a vision board of your best self, who you are as your very best self. And keep that vision board in a place where you can always see that because that will be your compass. That will be the thing that holds you accountable for doing and being all that God has you to be. Am I doing that? Am I entering into self-care? Am I uh, making incremental steps? It's progress, not perfection. Am I making incremental steps towards that thing that I see? And so those would be the three things. Find the scriptures that really speak uh, personally to you and what God says about you, because it's his word that it that builds a foundation if you build your house on a solid rock then no matter what happens no matter what anybody says about you no matter who tries to invalidate you then it cannot be shaken if your house is built on a strong foundation thank you so much dr crystal this has been such a nourishing conversation i know my community is going to love hearing from you Matter of fact, tell them where they can buy Thrive. Tell them where they can connect with you on social media or website. Uh, I'd love to connect. And this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for the invitation. I really just feel so honored. And people can connect with me on at, at Dr. Crystal Clay on Instagram. It's at Dr. Crystal Clay. And you can connect with me in the Thrive community on Facebook. Uh, we have a thriving community. We meet every second Saturday. It's called Power Share Saturday to women uh, all around the world from Bermuda to Bahamas to Africa, uh, the U.S. And uh, we get together in the thriving room and we talk about issues of thriving and we help each other to thrive. So we can find us on our Facebook page, Thrive in True Identity is the name of that. And then you can uh, look on our website, www.drcrystalclay.com. And there you can find our book, uh, which can also be found on Amazon. Uh, you can also find uh, information about our personal uh, leadership uh, program. And you can also find our products where you can uh, wear the T-shirt that says Thrive in True Identity. So you can remind yourself of that all the time. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Crystal. Listeners, of course, I will put everything in the show notes so that you can make sure that you connect, that you buy this book, that you spend the rest of 2021 thriving in your true identity. identity. Yes, we were born to thrive, not just to survive. God has given you the abundant life. He wants you to not just live, but live more abundant. Amen. Amen. All right, Purpose Chasers, that's it for this week's episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Be be sure to tune in next week, Tuesday, for another episode of the podcast. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.